Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Pop Podcast, your weekly conversation to help improve your points of performance when it comes to training. This week's episode, she's back. Britt gives us an insight into her moving cities, adjusting from that full-time athlete life to full-time work life again. We talk about woolies, snacks, learning to lift with weightlifting straps, and there is tangents galore. This is one jam-packed episode. This episode is brought to you by True Coach, the official coaching app of the Points of Performance podcast. Okay, hello. I'm back, baby. Oh, there's that familiar voice. <laughs> well, I never went anywhere. No. I just... Uh... <laughs> I'm in a vortex now. Luke and I were actually laughing about this today, like a vortex of work. And so, like, I, I feel like I, I'm loving this new little life, but I don't – I'm in a little vortex. I'm in my own little world and I feel like I'm kind of smashing personal goals, but at the same time, other things in my life are just falling to the wayside. Like, if I had all my friends and family here, there's no way I'd be able to do. <laughs> like, the focus that I'm having on work, still being able to train like I want to train – but it's because I literally don't, I'm in a foreign city and I don't have to do anything else. So it's good. It's, um, you just, I guess you just have to get acclimated. You had spent the last however many months living your life a certain way and then you've jumped back into this full-time gig and once you get your fucking head around it, you'll be good to go though. Oh, absolutely. And again, this was the conversation we had today. Mm. I'm so grateful for the past eight months because I got to live the athlete life, it's not for me. Like, it's not for me. I think, no, honestly, I think training is so much better now because it's just, and again, we've had this conversation multiple times, it's just part of my day. Mm. And I have those. So my saying in life this year has been, kill the closest crocodile to the boat. So often when we when we were moving over here, it felt like so overwhelming in terms of visas and things. It's just kill the closest crocodile to boat and then the boat keeps moving yeah. then another crocodile comes but you just kill that mm. so in my day at the moment I'm like okay the current crocodile is training let's just focus on fucking killing this crocodile yeah we, once he's dead then we can move on to the next thing and it's a really good approach and I think for me I don't deal well I'll always throw myself into something 100 percent. Mm. and so when I was living over on the west coast I wasn't working full-time so Literally, all I had was training in the podcast, um, which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> and if we were going to like go global and stuff, that would be the best. Yeah. But I was putting way too much pressure on myself. If I'm honest, I'm like, everyone dreams of having, this will sound really silly, but I'm going to voice it anyway. Do it. Everyone dreams of having the athlete life, not having to work. Mm. And I felt like I had the pressure of everyone on me because I'm like, you're the one person who gets to live it for eight months. And so you better be bloody good when you get back. Mm. But unfortunately, you can't speed up time or you can't just like train so hard in one thing. Yeah. And so like I definitely got better, but the expectations that I put on myself were so high. And so here I'm just meeting myself where I'm at every single day and that's awesome. I think, um, <clears throat> I think the fact that you have been able to experience and then live it and then come back around and make those realizations yourself – it's not an easy thing to do like to have been like training full-time for people who are passionate about training to be have had the opportunity to train full-time and just live the athlete life and then also be presented with the option to now work in a very like for like in a very good opportunity you had a very good opportunity presented to you and have to make a decision to separate yourself from that most people wouldn't most people wouldn't go, oh, oh, honestly, I'm going to go back to work. <laughs> yeah, I when this opportunity came up, so like without going into too much detail, I'm a journalist, like everyone's dream is to be a correspondent. Mm. Um, the midterm elections are coming up and our bureau needed a producer, a last minute. And like incredible opportunity that even if you're very experienced just because of the logistics of getting you over here, I was just Johnny on the spot, like right place, right time. Mm. Um and I will be honest, I was given 24 hours to decide whether I wanted to do it. And there was part of me that was like, I'm so comfortable here. Mm. I 
like we'll wake up at seven o'clock and you know I don't have to go I didn't have to go back to work but I'm so bloody glad I did like already I'm what have I been here for three weeks yeah Yeah, three weeks and it's just the opportunity of a lifetime and I realized how much I missed work in the last 18 months for anyone who gets the opportunity if you're ever like feeling a bit burnt out in your career and you've been doing something for a long time you can get like that you kind of get in a bit of a rut you don't really know where you're going I feel like I was a bit like that last year and it was a weird time to leave my job but because of what was happening with Luke's work I had to and so I just kind of like went with the wind and trusted my gut. And when I first got here, I really struggled with who I was without doing work. And, you know, obviously training is a big part of my life, but I'm not a professional athlete. Mm. And I didn't, you know, like I didn't even make it to semifinals. I'm not a, I'm not going places in CrossFit. So for me, who's yeah, someone who's, you've got all, all, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like who's always defined myself by being successful I'll be mm. honest like if, if I work hard at something I can succeed at it and anyone can do that but that's how I define myself and for the past eight months I my role has been being a support person to someone else's success and it's the best thing I've ever done like in terms of my relationship and even my like this sounds silly but like my view on the world or even my view of myself like I've learned to appreciate myself for more than what I achieve every day um which Gosh, I'm going down a rabbit hole now, and I feel like I'm in a psychologist's office. No, it's um, but where was I going? Yeah, where was I going with this story Um, about work? Oh, yeah. So I was like, life is really comfortable right now. Do I want to go back to work? Mm. I I don't know. Anyway, I thought these opportunities don't come around very often. Um, At the start, it was just for a couple of weeks. So I thought, go if you hate it. You know, at least then you've 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 done it. Mm. But I got here and as soon as I got here, I was like, I'm back, baby. I love it. And like I used to resent work at home. Like if I – the thing is about the news industry, you can go to work every day and not know what you're going to encounter. Mm. So, you know, you can have a cruisy morning and then all of a sudden news breaks and you're there till bloody 10 p.m. at night and you just never know. And I, I used to love that part of my job. And then when I kind of got into more of a like hanging on to my routine of training, I used to resent work when I was still there when I'd kind of in my head wanted to go and train. Mm. But you were like a very important part in me making this decision because you're like, Brittany, you can, you will always find time to train. Like if you're enthusiastic about it and even you were using examples of like earlier on in your life when you had to train at 4am or you had to train at 10pm at night, there is always time. And so I go in with that attitude and it's just been amazing. Like I've had some really cool, I've had some massive days here, but, you know, I've completely changed my schedule to fit, like work is my number one priority than training, but I didn't think I'd be able to switch back so quickly and it's been so rewarding. And like I'm probably still in the honeymoon period, but, yeah, it's it's so good. I think like this is – this is like people everywhere have this problem, you know. I was talking to Sarah about how she even went on holiday and she was trying to adjust to the fact that she was in Fiji and there were no gyms and she couldn't train. And it's Mm. the stepping away from the routine and being able to like understand that it's for two weeks it's okay and you can enjoy your holiday because, you know, we – so hopefully Sarah doesn't mind me talking about this, but like she was talking about how too bad if she doesn't, because <laughs> we're going to talk about it. It's a, just <laughs> a, it's a good example. And it's an example that yeah. so many people feel like I felt it myself as well, you know, and she stepped away from her re- routine outside of the gym to go on a relaxing, beautiful holiday. And all she felt was anxious because she couldn't train. And it comes back to that same thing that I spoke about the other week where Training can't be like your only thing, just like work can't be your only thing. And just like, Mm. you know, whatever other thing that you is your main focus with painting, whatever it might be, you know, it can't be your only thing. And you have to have in your life multiple things that bring you like satisfaction and sense of achievement and fulfillment and, you know, challenge you and all of those things, because if one thing fails if something is not there and you have only put all your eggs in that basket 
the rest of your life deteriorates after that. And when you were like, mm. you know, what am I going to do? Like, I'm like, you'll find a gym to train at. And if you've got to train at 10 p.m., you'll train at 10 p.m. If that's what you want to do, if that's really what you want to do, but you need to enjoy the process. And maybe that means that you don't train for two weeks until you get your head around yeah. what you're doing. And guess what? In two weeks' time, you'll step your feet back into that gym. It'll feel hard for the first few days and you'll be back to fucking normal. Like, yeah, it's that understanding the like whole process of like, you've got to be able to step away from that routine unless you're being paid <laughs> as an yes. elite fucking athlete and enjoy the other moments in your life because otherwise they are just going to pass you by and it's, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, oh, cool. So what did I do? I just, I just worked and trained or. I just, yeah. I just trained. I didn't do anything fun. And what, like one of my good friends, Eb, she is, she is literally an elite athlete. She also works full time and that girl has more fun in her spare time than anybody I know. So like she, to me is a perfect example of that. She's living her fucking life to the fullest, you know? Yeah. And I also, when I was back in Lancaster, I put pressure on myself to like, you know, everyone's, everyone wants to do double sessions. You have the opportunity. Well, now I've only got two hours in my day. And I can honestly say my training in the past couple of weeks, I think has been better than the rest of the year. Because I'm just like, this is all I have to, this is the only time I have to do it. And I've also changed. So again, while I was back there, I was quite religious on the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, rest Thursday or like do some skills or lo something lower on a Thursday mm. that, you know, hashtag af active recovery, um, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, and then the international rest day on Sunday. Mm. Well, here I've completely flipped that on its head. So my Monday is Saturday. So I train Saturday, Sunday because I don't work those days. Like I'm on call, but mm. I don't work. So like today is Saturday US time. Uh, so, you know, had a sleep in, got to the gym at nine, train for two and a half hours but the thing is as well it takes me like 20 minutes to get to the gym and I have to uber so like sometimes it's like the you know how uber rates can spike oh. it costs me like 25 dollars. so I'm like I'm not going back again yeah. you know what I mean um so I just have like that time and then so then my rest days end up being Tuesday and Friday mm. and I told Jordan that and she was like oh good on you for being so flexible but I actually like it was a bit of a mind trip because I'm like this is wrong but Again, I, I joke about international rest day, but because I was so like anti-rest days when I first started, like I jumped on the bandwagon of when everyone rests. Mm. And so I like almost felt guilty the first Sunday that I went to go and train. I'm like, is someone going to see me here? Am I going to get in trouble? <laughs> but the vibes at the gym here on a Sunday are awesome because mm. a lot of the people that I've met, like, oh gosh, I like hit the jackpot when it comes to gyms here. Such a good community. Mm. Um, but a lot of them are similar to me. Like they're transient people who are working for the embassy, who are working at the capital. So they've got like effing stressful jobs and Sunday's their day to train. So there's like an awesome vibe in the gym and it feels like a Saturday, mm. you know? Um, so again, what you said to me, you're like, you've just got to make this work for you. And you often talk about your schedule changing because you are the busiest person I know with the, like, I don't want to say your schedule is flexible, but it's forever changing. Yeah. So I love the way that you're like, okay, this week, these are my training days. Your rest day might be different this week to what it was last week, mm. but you're adaptable. And so this has been a really good lesson for me. And I'm also now like, Again, it's just the honeymoon period and talk to me in six months and I might be like, I hate work. But I've like, I've really got my mojo back and I love my job again. And mm. so I'm kind of like setting these goals in place to think, oh, you know, if I want to get here, I'm going to have to be flexible. I'm not going to be able to be, you know, like you said, some days I might be able to train three days a week. Other days I'll be able to, other weeks I'll be able to train five easy, mm. but it just depends. And putting less pressure on the, you know, what I have to do in the gym mm. is so liberating yeah um and i'm not saying there's there's people out there who would have been able to do what i did in terms of like follow their husband or wife over here or their partner and come and do this and be super chilled about it but that's not my personality and i think a lot of people out there yeah i don't think yeah i'm i'm so easy breezy <laughs> <laughs> i don't think any of like us I are have, easy breezy oh 
man, I have come into this workplace and it like took me about 12 minutes to be like, hello, I'm here. And it's like this small, small team of Australians. And I just like, it can always either go one of two ways, right? You either, either go in and people really embrace you or they're like, who the hell is this? Too intense. Get out of my face. And thankfully, I think it's the former. Yes. Um, I think everyone at my work is probably too busy to listen to our podcast, so I think I'm safe. <laughs> but, um, I've really found it's really good being around people who, who, uh, yeah, are like-minded and we're all kind of working towards the same goals. But it's what's really cool too, so these people are – uh, mainly correspondents from Australia and they're working their ass off while they're here. But like one of them is part of a run club. Like they're still getting out and getting amongst it. Mm. And it's like, Ed, they some days they're working, you know, because of the time zone difference, we get up at night, like we start work at nine, but our day kind of starts again at 3 p.m. when you guys all wake up mm. because that's when, you know, the news we're filing. Over uh, yeah. Here. And so if it's like a big enough story, we'll do it for news breakfast. We'll do it like, you know, for the early mornings, but then they want you to keep going. Mm. And so some days, you know, you think it'll be a nine to six day. And like the other night I forgot to take, like I've, I've, I've now learned and have snacks like everywhere around the office and pretty much everywhere around DC. If I'm ever like there, mm. there's a snack waiting for me or I know where to go and get it. Cause I like, it was 1030 and I was so hungry and I wasn't expecting to be at work that late. And I was just like ravenous. And I don't know about you, but like I can't concentrate when I'm hungry. No, and so I cannot do anything. Oh, <laughs> oh, so I've now gone back to like back in Brisbane when I'd be, my job is a little bit more unpredictable, like on the road. One of the cameramen calls me the pigeon and I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, you literally have a snack everywhere. <laughs> like there's always a snack in your bag and this one time like we were outside the watch house waiting for someone to come out and we we're sitting in a gutter and he <laughs> I pulled something out of my bag he's like are you fucking kidding like you have a snack and I was like and I never share my snacks because you never know when you're gonna need them <laughs> I don't even know how I went down that tangent but um I also wanted to talk about how you have been helped like probably if people have listened to like a couple of episodes ago, mm. um, changing my squat, but like the last couple of months, you've been helping me change my perspective on training. Mm. And I think here as well, I don't know if there's any listen. I was going to say viewers. Uh, you can tell that I'm back in TV land. Yeah. Like, if there's any viewers out there, um, I mean, listeners, I mean, you could view if you go and look on our Instagram or whatever, but again, I digress. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've missed these tangents. <laughs> It's like before when we before when we were trying to because I've got a new computer like trying to set up the settings, yeah. uh, and you couldn't hear I couldn't hear you but you could hear me. I could hear I'm you. Like, this is great. I could just keep talking. I could honestly keep talking all day. And I've had to like get, also get back into that world where like as a journalist, often you'll go and meet people in very intense periods in their life, mm. and you just have to interview them for the news. Um, I've realised like I could actually talk underwater like I can make conversation with it some of the, some people here are so fascinating anyway I'm digressing again but um it's been really helpful again being here and not putting so much pressure on the two hours that you have in the gym and like having to make it perfect we've kind of changed the way that I train I'm trying to change my mentality in terms of like focusing on the thing in front of you and so um yeah I guess to fill our listeners in, like you've been quite, um, like in a nice way, blunt because you care mm. about the things that I need to do and I'm slowly coming around. So I guess the reason that I want to talk about it is just like I want to encourage other people out there to be very particular with their goals and kill the co closest crocodile to the boat. You know what I mean? Like be honest with yourself about where your weaknesses lie um, because again, now that I only have a limited amount of time, you were like, well, you need to focus on your lifting mm -hmm. and you need to focus on your gymnastics. And so that's what, again, now that work is the priority again and training comes second, it's like, if you have a program which has say like eight parts for me, what we're cutting out <clears> and it's like prying a toy from a toddler. <clears> I'm like, don't leave, don't take my med card away from me. Yeah. But I've started to like, that's the first thing to go. And it's like, as I said to you in that message this morning, like 
the logical part of my brain walked out of the gym today and was like, that was an awesome session. That was exactly what I need to work on. They were all weaknesses. Things felt hard, mm. but I felt like I was moving well. Mm. And then there was another part of my brain was like, did you even do anything? You're not even fucking sweaty. <laughs> like your heart rate didn't get over 120. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Go back and, and do two, a Metcon. Exactly. Like, unless you are so hungry when you leave the gym, your stomach's eating itself. I even, you know what I did today? Because again, because of the whole Uber sitch, I was like, well, I want to do the lifting and I really wanted to um, put a bit of time into my bar muscles today. And I was like, well, that could take like longer than two hours and I'm going to get hungry. So I took these little snacks and I was like snacking in between my lifts and stuff. And I'm like, who have I become? If you had told Brittany in 2018 that you'd be like eating in the middle of the gym and, <laughs> like, and again, eating during training and not like burning calories in inverted commas. Mm. Like I would have been like, you crazy. Yeah. What's the point of going to the gym if you're not going to get skinny, you know? Yeah, it's it's funny though because like, I mean, I don't I don't do double sessions because I don't have the flexibility to do a double session. But I can I can allow myself to do one big session. So like you know, I might be able to block out two or two, like two to three hours to do all of my training that I need to do, and I eat the whole time. I'm eating the whole time, whether it's like lollies or baby food or like a protein bar or something. Like when you train that long, you know, when you do one block, one big block of training, you can't go because you're constantly training over that whole period of time and you're like putting out so much energy. There's, you can't, I can't afford to go that long without food, especially when you're hitting Mm. high percentages or heavy weights or whatever it is. So to me, when you're like, I was eating in between my training session, I'm like, oh, you don't do that? Oh, oh, okay, uh, just I'm, me. But I need to find better snacks. Like, so um, I, it's, this is another thing. I'm super anxious about coming back because I'm just like, I'm so set in my ways here now in terms of like foods and whatnot. But then I started thinking about Woolworths and I was like, F yes, like all the things that I'll get to come home to. Like I've been snacking on these little, um, they're kind of like tiny teddies. They're called chocolatey cats cookies. (laughs) Cats, ooh. (laughs) But they're really good and like you can have a couple between. But I was like this morning when I was at the gym, I was like, I need lollies. Mm. But they don't have natural confectionery and that's what I want. Like I don't, everyone here has Sour Patch Kids, but I don't want like all the sugar, you know what I mean? Like Mm. to be all stuck in your mouth yeah so I'm actually Luke's coming over from uh, LA next weekend I'm so excited um and so I'm like can you bring my carb powder I need it yeah um and my straps I need my straps although those straps went well they were soft they weren't too like hard yeah it's just also another question Mm -hmm. this this podcast will be like all over the place but love it yeah I'm back baby yeah (laughs) um why do we use straps I so Risa started doing some programming for me said you must use straps I've never really used them before I got them for my birthday last year and my birthday's about to ring around again so it's been a year and I have hardly used them um why do we use them so the reason why you use straps and weightlifting everyone's like it's cheating no motherfuckers it's not I I found it really hard yeah so is it just hard to get used to it hard to get used to it once you get used to it you're like I don't want to lift without them um uh (laughs) they uh it's designed to make take the emphasis off of your grip and off of your arms and force you to use Mm. your legs. So Mm. in a complex like the one that you were doing, which was hang below the knee, hang above the knee, I Mm. want you to relax your arms as much as possible. The straps take the load out of your arms and you can rely on the straps to hold, like help you hold the bar and you can focus on driving through your legs that's where all of your makes so much sense as to why I didn't like it. I had to use my legs. I yeah, like, and it's I'm like all arms. Yeah, it's like so. For, even like for people, sorry, Jordan, throwing you under the bus that use their arms too much when they lift. Someone like Jordan, she uses her arms a lot. Um, putting her in straps will then take a lot of that emphasis away from her. Like mm. trying to overgrip the bar, or trying to pull the bar early with her arms, or trying to move the bar with your arms instead of letting your legs do the work. So, you know, the second that it starts to get like a little bit heavy or the complex is, you know, like continuous and hard, 
I don't want you thinking mm. about your grips. I don't want you think like your grip. I don't want you thinking yeah. about your hook grip. I don't want you thinking about how much the load is going through your upper body. I want to take a little bit of that away and allow you to still develop the strength, but make the main focus of you using your legs. Yeah. Yeah. They like um, so, like you said, the complex was below the below the knee hang. Yeah. Which I really like. When when I first started doing that, I was like, "What is this weird mm, position?" It's way better than but I hang. Think it's my arms are so long. Yeah. yeah, I like it, and it kind of for me, um, I don't know. I find it easier to like, okay, pull the bar up, and I'm like loaded, mm. as opposed to I think another thing I need to fix is um, my setup. Like I go too quickly. I don't get that really nice like set, but I get that in the low hang because I've like time under tension from the hip. Yeah, um, but. It's funny how, again, the pressure that I put on myself, I was like, oh, these are only meant to be light. But then I looked at the weight on the bar and I was like, I remember when I met Rihanna, I couldn't even snatch this weight. And like that was today 60%. Mm. So it's like you look at the, you can't, you've just got to know that the progress is happening and your bar will always change. So you'll always feel like a piece of shit. Actually, this is a funny story. So today a guy, um, the gym is massive, but it is always packed such a good vibe mm. and so you kind of have to keep all your there's plenty of room for everyone to do stuff but you kind of got to keep all your stuff um within like a close circumference and if anyone's met me that is not, not in my vocabulary Same. like my grips will be over there and like my you know everything is just and actually I had a guy come up to me on my first day and he was like I don't mean to be a jerk but like you're taking up a lot of room and I looked around and I was like you're not being a jerk I'm being a jerk mm. and I felt so bad. I like moved all my stuff. But anyway, he wanted to use um, one of the jerk blocks that I was resting my little um, book where I write like my percentages on. You're like, my book's here. I, I need to have this no, is where he goes I write. To me, <laughs> he goes, is that your journal? And I'm like, my journal? And we had a laugh because I it was like, dear diary, I feel like a piece of shit today. That workout was really hard. Like, is that what you think I'm writing in it? And he's like, oh, no, no. I meant like your training journal. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and this sounds really silly, but um, what I, I can't believe I'm going to admit this out loud. But the other day, so I got this new training journal. I'll show you. Well, actually, it's not new anymore. Mm. But um, I'm obsessed with stationery. I think all journalists are. Um, and so after the quarterfinals, my gift to myself was this diary, right? Yeah. It's a moleskin, but in America, you can get embossing. Beautiful. And so they like put your name on it. So it's so nice. Anyway, so I started this training journal after the quarterfinals. And I've now like almost filled it up, right? Yeah. And I'll just write things like, I don't write my whole training session down, but like say I do some skills, like how they felt. And again, it's not like, dear diary, these felt good. It was just like like a tick if it felt really good or something. It's my own shorthand. Anyway, the other day I was like, oh, I'm even getting better, you know. Like, blah, blah, blah. And I looked at the diary and I was like, that's like a physical evidence of all of the work that you're putting in. Mm. Like I, I probably like every now and then if we repeat something, I'll go back and have a look, but often I just write it down and move on. But I'm like, I would encourage anyone to keep a training journal just because it's like, you know, when the open rolls around or like say you do a big comp and you're nervous AF, you're like, here's a physical example of the hours that you've put in, like back yourself in Brit, mm. like you've done the work and maybe it's not going to pay off today at this competition and you're not going to stand on the podium but there's going to be some little win in there, but they're also the payoff that you want is like somewhere down the track. It's for sure. It's something that I have done for as long as I can remember. I've always had my, um, like my programs have been given to me via, you know, email or message or whatever. And mm. I don't just go onto my email and check it. I write, I handwrite everything that I do in my session down out and then yeah. I will make notes and I will like, if I hit the set, I tick it. If I miss the set, I cross it. If I had to redo it, I rewrite it. So it's, yeah. and it's just a habit I've gotten into and it's like something where it's just like that physical commitment to like, this is what I'm doing today. This is what I'm focusing on and processing each part of that and like moving my way through it knowing that I've completed it and whether that's just like uh, like a subconscious thing where I like am like you are putting in the work you are putting in the effort it's something that I've always done and I find so so beneficial someone was like wait so you get your program and then you write it out and I was like 
yeah. <laughs> I was like, Why I not? need a physical, I need a physical copy of it so I can fucking tick all the work yeah. that I'm doing and I can like process my session. I feel like sometimes. And it keeps you off your phone when you're training too, because you're like, it's all written down there. Yeah. And so, although because I'm on the round resource training camp, I film everything now, <laughs> but I see, but it's so good to watch back. I, I filming to me is different. I, I can't like, and you know, same thing. People give me shit all the time or people have given me shit because they're like, Oh, you know, you've, like you film everything that you do in the gym. Motherfuckers, I don't film it for you. I don't film it for Instagram. Mm. I film it so I can fucking watch it back. And I don't know how yeah. to make that any more clear to people. And so when they make comments like, oh, it's just a fucking, you know, blah, blah, blah. You Like it's just so you can see yourself, like you can just look at yourself and put it on Instagram. No, I put one of the 17,000 videos that I take on Instagram I literally will yeah. sit there and fucking rewatch every video, not because I get fucking excited about watching what I just fucking did. It's because I'm looking for technical errors or I'm looking at what can I do to make it better for the next set because I'm a visual learner and I know that that's what benefits me the most. And when yeah. people are learning how to lift or they're learning better technique or they're like, they have to make a correction. There is nothing more humbling than rewatching yourself and your shitty technique. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And like um, the other day, this was probably a bit, bit of a bitch move, but I'm like, I'm here for a short time, not a long time. So <laughs> you can hate me. This girl was trying to get her butterfly pull-ups mm. And that was a big journey for me, like a couple of years back. I was like, this is something that I'm never getting. I'm just going to fucking kick for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, so I feel like I've had a journey with butterflies and now I love them. I'm like, I'm so glad that I learned how to do this. Anyway, she was trying really hard and she was bending her knees. And I was like, that was the problem with me. So I walked up and I was like, see your feet, like keep your feet out. And I said, even when you get tired, I said, when I get tired, I'm not thinking about the bloody pull up. All I'm like is kick my legs, kick my legs, mm. kick my legs. And she looked at me as if to say, thanks for the advice, but I'm not going to take it anyway. So then I'm doing something in my corner and she was in my video behind. And I said, I hate to be a dick, but look at this. And she watched it and she's like, oh yeah. Then her next set was like so much better. So I'm like, you should have been filming a bitch. Like, lucky I was here filming me. That's what I mean. Um, but it's also, I hope you're filming when you do cool things because when you sent me that video of you doing that slide along into a handstand, I haven't tried it yet because I'm definitely 100% sure that I can't do it. Um, but I was like, that was so cool. And so sometimes it's cool to just like, I, I, I know that you, that's not why you film them, but sometimes like you work bloody hard. And every now and then something clicks and you're like, I did it. it. And you're like, that was really good. And you watch it back and you're like, that was really good. But that's hours of work. And we should celebrate that. Like, right. because, you know, and again, for every handstand, I, like moment of truth, every handstand video that I put on Instagram, that good one, there's like 150 where I kicked up into the tuck and couldn't even stand up. Mm. So don't think that like, you know, I'm just like kicking up and, you know, loving life around here. Oh, spe again, speaking, another tangent. I should show you. Um, I won't right now, but um, so I'm staying in an Airbnb in this apartment and I've completely – no, I'm going to show you show me. and um, paint, paint a picture for the for the listeners. But see, can you see? <laughs> oh, my God. But I've turned it around and then there's a mat there and then like all the furniture is just like everywhere because, again, because it's so far to get to the gym, every now and then I'm like, oh, I just want to practice handstands, but it's all piled. So I went to Walmart and I picked up like a really – like a cushy mat. gymnast, gymnastic, gymnastics, gymnast, gymnastics mat. Why can't I say that word? <laughs> gymnastics, um, a mat. And I actually went and bought some blocks today. And that's the best thing about America, right? You can get stuff like that for like 40 bucks. I know. Whereas in Australia, it's like $300. Um, although with the exchange rate, the dollar's terrible at the moment, but you know, we're not here to talk about inflation. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, I completely changed the place around, but the worst part is the guy who owns it, the other day just knocked on the door and was like, hi, um, I'm just here. So because when I arrived, it was like at a weird hour and he wasn't here. And he's like, I just wanted to see if everything's fine. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. He's like, do you want me to come in and show you who around? And I was like, no, it's fine. <laughs> because if he came in, it kind of like the house is clean. And I want to say in inverted commas, tidy. But like the, the couches are on the <laughs> There's a mat up against the wall, the coffee table's up against the door. Um, but I learned that from Chelsea because she, all of the drills she sends me is like her doing it, 
you know, with her three-year-old Deacon around and it's like, you can do this anywhere. And a lot of the drills that she gives me is like, use a chair, use this. Um, and even her coach again, who I went down the rabbit hole stalk and now is like, I guess inadvertently my coach too, cause I'm always watching some of her drills. Um, but she does everything at home. She's a handstand coach. And that's another thing. If you don't have time to train, you do have 10 minutes to kind of like get upside down or do stuff. Mm. Just make sure. I definitely made sure that it was like there was load behind the wall and it wasn't just like. Yeah, kicking up into a hollow wall and your foot just goes through the wall. But that's another point as well. I was like, well, you don't need the wall, so don't rely on it. And also if you're going to, if you are doing something where you kick up against the wall, you shouldn't need to kick up and kick through the wall yeah. like it should be nice and light yeah. and I'm like this is a, another example but um uh the hardest thing about being here though is it being apart from Lou mm. my husband um because that's the whole reason why I'm here but he had like the the peak of his course this last week and like I think mm. I'm busy he was just so intense and on the last day before his final exam which he passed yes! like legend, he's like yeah, so he was like, I'm going to, you know, it's likely that I'm going to fail on the weekend I come and visit you. I'm just going to have it hanging over my head. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm backing you in, babe. But just for a little bit of background, it was like an engineering exam. He's not an engineer, he's a pilot. And so it was like all this stuff that he, uh, yeah, I'm just so proud of him and yeah, go Luke. But the reason that I'm like more proud of him, every morning he would get up and row for five minutes. And I'm just like, that kid had no time, like literally I, I want to say I hate people who are like, I don't have time. But like just for these two weeks, he didn't have any time. Mm. And that, that's fine. Again, he did a um, – so there's a hero workout named after um, – it's called Prati because um, one of our coaches um, lost his brother in Afghanistan. So it's so cool that like we know someone who is a, he- a hero what's named after. And so they were doing it today at the gym. And so after two weeks of no training, Luke went and did it. And he's fine. You know what I mean? Like he – all that time off. But I, I just, I thought that was so admirable. Like he knew it was really worrying him not being able to train. He's like us. He likes to have that part of his day. And so every minute, every minute, every morning for five minutes, he would just get up and do rowing intervals. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's, that was inspiring to me. Cause I was like, at the moment I have to get up at five to be at the gym by five 30. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so many people do this. And there's people out there who, yeah, again, can't do their perfectly manicured sessions but they're just doing what they can. Yep. And that like some days, Brit, that's just going to have to be you. And so if that means again, another morning I had an earlier start, wouldn't like, it was just a bit too stressful to try and get in going to the gym. So I just moved the furniture and did 40 minutes of handstand practice. And I was like, you know what? That's probably what I, I need to do more of that kind of stuff. But we, again, are holding so tightly onto our Metcons and our, sweaty bitch workouts and we're like oh that I, 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 I did good today mm. but it's like no sometimes again the episode that we did with the LA gold gymnastics girls like I've got that in my head that they're you know just drilling the basics and they're people that I you know look up to mm. in terms of like what they're able to do and it's like well then just effing do what they do yeah which is just handstands that's training too like it's anyway, it's it actually it's like a people think that I think we just have this the, this like notion in our brain that training means that you have to be fucked at the end of it. Like it's like, oh, yeah. you didn't train if you're not fucked. It's like mm. that's not how training works. That's not what developing good technique looks like. That's not what developing good movement patterns looks like. That's not what, you know, like – learning a new skill or, you know, acquiring like a new fucking movement. That's not what those things look like all the time. You can't just be a hundred percent like going hard 24 seven. And I had this conversation with you when you were like, you know, what do you like, what do you think I should do in relation to my lifting and stuff like that? And I said, honestly, the hardest thing to do in CrossFit is to get strong or CrossFit or training, right? Because strength takes years. It takes years Mm. and technique takes years and reps and time and it just consistency day in and day out. Fitness takes about six weeks. You can get really fucking fit in about six weeks, but you know what you can't do? You can't snatch your body weight in six weeks. Like that's just Mm -hmm. something that's not going to happen. 
And when I said to you, I was like, I think that right now you have a really good opportunity to take a little bit of stress and like intensity away from your training because of your work schedule and just focus on your gymnastics and your lifting. And if you do this for the next six months, by the time that you come back from America, you'll have more than six weeks to do all of your Metcons and get yourself fit again for the open. But long-term you should be looking at doing this for the next 12 months and 2024 is the open that you should be going for because you have to develop a certain level of strength and that's not going to happen in five months. You need a year, two years to get to the point that you want to get to. And it's a hard concept for people to wrap their heads around, but it's just time and consistency and practicing the small things and sometimes doing 40 minutes of nothing but drills and that's it. And not being fucked when you do those drills and focusing on them a hundred percent and then leaving it and then coming back and trying to apply it later. Like Mm. you did, what did you do? You did your weightlifting session and then you did some gymnastics and I did 45 minutes of bar muscle up drills and you know what drill I did and I actually I'll send you the photo after a video after this because I was almost laughing so hard remember that drill that out the back of ducks fit I just couldn't get where you were like sitting on the box Mm -hmm. today I was doing like five because I'm really trying to I've worked out so now my kit with the bar muscle ups you know good it's um I've still sometimes have a little bit of a chicken wing if I can learn to push down like really get that push down, that's going to be the ticket. Mm. So Chelsea's like, let's just do push down drills. So we did heaps of those. Then we did leg swing bar muscle ups. Then I did high catch bar muscle ups with the bands. And then I did like, this never happens. Five fucking perfect reps. Beautiful. And I was like, they were beautiful. I was like, yeah, but I'm like, I, I, and this sounds silly because I've kind of like, I'd almost told myself the bar muscle up thing's just a write off. And I like, again, it was good for me to watch them back. Cause sometimes like you need to motivate yourself. Like you're in a gym by yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's you. That's you. <laughs> it's, you can do it. You can do it. Um, and it was because I wasn't crazy tired. Yeah. And that's when I usually practice my bar muscle ups. And then after that, I did a, you know, 10 minute EMOM of ring muscle ups, which felt great. And I was stringing them together. And I was like, oh, is that 10 minutes? Cool. Sweet. And then I packed up and went home. Yeah. Like I... As I said to you, I walked out of that gym and the logical part of my brain was like, that was the best session you've done in a really long time. Mm. Things like they didn't feel easy, but it felt like we were trying, we were achieving the goals that we've been working towards mm. again. Like my squats felt like they were looking better. Um, Cause I was really thinking about the movement and what I was doing as opposed to putting the clock on and being like, I've got to make the elite time you know, and I'm, and cause that's how we have it on our program, which is so bad. Um, <laughs> but that was also another reason why I had that conversation with you. Cause last was it last week or the week before irrelevant. Um, I had a week where I looked at my training and on our program. So we have elite RX and intermediate, mm. um, and, but intermediate is like pretty, still pretty hard. <laughs> so we try and aim for the RX all the time. At the end of the week, there were things that I did elite made the time cap and like felt like I crushed. Mm. And then there were other things that I just like sucked at. Mm. And I looked at it and I'm like, okay, so the things where I did really well on was fitness and um, like high volume, but like lower skill gymnastics. I'm talking like toes to bar or pull-ups, handstand push-ups, all that kind of stuff or deadlifts. Everything that I didn't either like couldn't make the cap or um, you know couldn't even lift the load that was like at scale mm was heavier weights and higher skilled gymnastics. And so like, if that's not bleedingly obvious Mm. and in my head, it was, it was so obvious to me. I looked at the week and I was like, well, if I could make those things better, I could be good, you know, like, and so when you, I I think you always need to step back. And so then that's when we had that conversation. But the coolest thing was you'd also had the conversation with Jordan. So we're now making those changes together. And I think if like, the two of us are both honest. It's easier when someone else is doing it with you. Mm. Like it's kind of like, well, maybe this is the right decision because she's doing it too. Yeah. And so sometimes I'm not saying that you need to be like, who's going to be my buddy on this journey. Um, and like, there will, you won't be able to look around at say, you know, say you go to ducks and you look around and you're like, who else can, you know, 
stop chicken winging their bar muscle ups and only do bands for the next nine months. Like, you might not be someone who could do that with you. Uh, I speak experience. But it's like some, you know, if there is someone else doing, jump on board with them because it makes it easier when someone else is doing it. And what I think would have been harder too is we do the same programming. So if I'm like, oh my gosh, how good was this? How good was this? How good was this? And she's like, well, I'm actually trying to work on this other stuff and take a step back. Mm. Like, yeah, surrounding yourself by people who are doing the but I think like the main thing stuff to, or who are who are going to be like what you're doing is awesome. Yeah, and I think the main thing to focus on though, out of all of that, is that you are not the only one. You are mm. not the only one that is on that journey. You're not alone. Everybody needs to work on certain things and it's okay to have to go back. It's okay to have to go back and refocus on something and relearn something and try and be better. You know, there's no shame. There is no harm. In fact, in my head, the most amazing thing as an athlete that you can do is go, I'm not good at that. Let's start from scratch. That is that is an action that's an athlete or that's a someone who trains that's someone who cares they care about what they're doing and they genuinely want to be better they genuinely want to be better mm-hmm. and that's going to be the thing that separates you it's not it's not the 4 hours of training that you do mindlessly and it's like i'm not good at this i need to step away from how that makes me feel and i need to just mm-hmm. work on being better and it's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to sit there and go, oh, it's humbling. Like you're like, fuck, I'm oh. just not as good as I thought I was. Um, I have to start again. Or not as good as I want to be. Yeah, I want to be. Yeah. That's the hard yeah. thing. I have, I have to just go back. I have to go back and try and be better. Yeah. And, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. But guess what? You will come out better on the other end. But the thing is, mm. I think Jordan said it, if you always do what you've always done, you're always going to get what you've always got. And yeah. at some point or another, you need to make that change and you need to, um, if that's if that's truly what you want, if what you want is to be better, then you need, you need to have those conversations with yourself. And I, like, I always feel like you can't keep for the rest of your life. you got to learn the butterflies, you know? Yeah, and it's, sometimes I feel like the bad guy, you know? Not everybody wants to have that conversation. And so I, there are people where I'll, I'll say it and I won't push it. But, you know, more often than not, everybody comes around and they're like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like because we haven't chatted in that, well, we chat all the time, mm. but I mean like on a podcast, we could talk forever, but you have to go to recovery. I do. I, though... It's not a gym fail, but I have a fail. Oh, let's hear it quick. So it's a life fail. If anyone who knows me knows about my Yeti drink bottle (gasps) um, with all the stickers. So that drink bottle, I don't mean to be like, I hate it when people are like, I started the trend. But I've had that since like 2017, 2017. So like five years. So I'm, I'm laying it down. If there's anyone out there who had a Yeti before me and Luke, I will stand here in this podcast and say I was wrong. <laughs> but I think, like, we, we got them before a Yeti was a thing. Anyway, I started, when I first got it, started sticking stickers on it from, like, all the places that I'd been. And um, as my sister says, that drink bottle is an institution. And when they all came over here, it's got, like, dings. I've lost it so many times, but it always comes back. It's been to the Grand Canyon. Anyway, long story short, institution of a drink bottle. Walking into the White House the other day, and if that isn't like a, <laughs> um, and they looked at me and they're like, "You can't bring that drink bottle in," and I was like, "What?" And they're like, "You can't bring it in, security, whatever." Like, and I had this moment where I like looked at the drink bottle, I looked at the cameraman, and I'm like, "Okay, Brittany, you're still new. This is a great opportunity. You're about to walk into the White House. Do you walk into the White House, or do you take your water bottle and leave?" <laughs> So I literally put it in the bin. No! Like put it in the bin. And then the came and the cameraman was like, oh, and I just kept walking. I was like, don't think about it. Don't think about it. Don't think about it. And it was kind of good because I wasn't like with all my besties where we could be like, oh, my gosh, that just happened. I was like with people that I'm still trying to impress. So I was like, act cool, act cool, act cool. <laughs> anyway, so the whole day, though, the cameraman wouldn't stop talking about it. He's like, oh, 
do you reckon I could go back and get it? Like, should we go through the bin? <laughs> and I was like, leave it alone. I've moved on. <laughs> but in the last couple of weeks, so this is my new Yeti, which is like a lovely color. It's beautiful. And I've decided no stickers this, yeah, it's called Nordic Blue. Mm. Nordic Blue, sorry, not Nordic. It's like as in Nordic, the country or the region. Um, anyway, so I've now got a lovely new Yeti drink bottle. But now it's come to the stage where like if I'm going anywhere, that's like a little bit risky because they're now so expensive. So when I bought it, it was 30 Australian dollars. Oh. I got the same, yeah. I got the same one for 50 US, which is like 80. Yeah, it's very expensive here now. Oh, man. The exchange rate is so bad. And so I'm just like, when my family all came over, which was also another great thing. And I'm so glad that I was more relaxed with training because I valued time with them. And I wasn't worried about, you know, some days I trained at Sparrow's Fart like early in the morning. And then other days I didn't. And it was just fine. Um, And I had the very best time with them. It was so good. Um, And I have you to thank for that because you were like, just chill the fuck out. You'll be fine. Um, and, and also all the podcast listeners who've all been on this journey together. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, anytime I go somewhere, like I had to go to the Senate and stuff, I was like, we have this plastic drink bottle at work and I'm like, I'm filling that up. I'm not going to buy another fucking $80 drink bottle. It's just, that's ridiculous, right? Yeah. But you just like, they're, they're, they are an investment yeah. if you, so anyone out there, we're not sponsored by Yeti, but if Yeti wants to sponsor us, we would definitely. We're devoted. We're devoted on. Yeti users. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we've got to wrap it up. I've got to go. I don't want to go. I'll talk to you, like, honestly, whenever we have spare time. And that's the thing. I'm sorry I've been so sporadic on the podcast, but we're just going to try and make it work yeah. when it works. Um, but we'll get more regular. Um, we'll, we'll be on, like, a, a cycle yeah. when, I, when I get back home to Australia. It's just, like, with all the bit unknowns at the moment. So, we're just kind of flying um, by the yeah, seat we'll of our standing. pants. Yeah, I loved, like, you know, Jordan stepping mm. in and there'll be plenty more people who um, are getting on. And we have a few more guests here in America that we want to catch up with before I leave. So, like, so many things on the bucket yep. list. So keep tuning in. Yeah, well, as per usual, guys, you can find us on Instagram at Points of Performance Podcast or you can shoot us an email at points of performance podcast at gmail.com if there's anything that you guys want us to talk about or if there's something that you've been experiencing and you kind of want to bring it to light for other people whether it comes to your training your life training life balance whatever it might be we want to hear about it until next week guys thanks bye